this is the question I asked myself. Like, if I had hundred million in the bank, what would I do? And the answer is, I would still do YouTube videos. I would still do podcasts, and I'd still come and give talks at places like this. Welcome to the Sarah Shabana Show. We are all born unique in every way, yet we often forget there is more than one way. Hesitant, we are believing in what's possible and never ask how we can make it more probable. So this is a place to learn and explore from the stories of those who have designed the life they adore. There is nothing set in stone if we stay curious and don't lock the door. My name is Sarah and I'm the host of the Sarah Shabana Show. I'm here to provoke you to design your own life. Dig deeper into your curiosities and get inspired from those who created a life they love. This podcast is all about realizing the possibilities and learn real tactics and strategies on how you can design a life that brings you joy. Hello, my beautiful friends. This episode is another special one because just like the previous episode, it's in collaboration with a brand that's very close to my heart, which is Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival, SEF. A remarkable event that gathers world-class speakers, hosts brilliant workshops, and brings together a well-curated performers to spend a weekend full of growth and entertainment in the heart of Sharjah. Now for today's interview, is short but mighty, and for sure an eye-opener. My guest is someone you most probably heard about before, and most likely came across one of his videos on social media. He has an inspiring story of shifting his career from a medical doctor to a global content creator. Or let me say, more of an educator who is very keen to explore complex topics and simplify them for others. I personally get intrigued with his very deep questions. It makes you pause and think of the bigger picture and why you do what you do. Now, not to say his very interesting approach to productivity, which we will be talking about today. So without further ado, let me give a warm welcome to the one and only Ali Abdal. Ali, welcome to Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival and welcome in Sharjah. Thank you so much. It's my first time in Sharjah. Super nice place. I love it. Amazing. Uh, so in normal circumstances, when I have more time, I typically start with just going back to the upbringing because it connects uh, the listeners to the speaker. But today I would start with the tipping point that really changed how you think or made you decide that with the uh, path that was paved to you, which is medicine, mm. that now, no, this is not where I want to head with my life. And I changed my mind. Yeah. So I think there's been sort of two key moments with that. The first one was essentially every, like ever since my first year of med school, I would always look at the doctors who were a few years ahead of me and I'd be wondering, are they happy? Are they fulfilled? Are they enjoying their jobs? Because, you know, the reason I did medicine was because I thought it would be fulfilling and enjoyable. And certainly I had fun doing it. But when I when I speak to doctors, it will be very stressed and very like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of like down in the dumps around like how yeah. miserable their lives were, weirdly. And so I'd, I'd, I'd ask people that I, w- I would ask people that, hey, if, if you won the lottery, would you still do medicine? And half the people would say, no, I'd leave immediately. And the other half would say that they'd go part time. And so that kind of made me realize that if the happiest doctors I knew were the ones who were part-time, great. That means I need to become an entrepreneur on the side so that I can make enough money so that I can do medicine part-time. Yeah. So I can do medicine three days a week and then do something else two days a week <laughs> rather than feel like I have to do it full-time. So that was like a major realization that I had in my, like when I was 18. And so for the next like six years at university, I tried my best to build a business that could generate this quote, passive income on the side so that if I did medicine, it would be for fun rather than yeah. because I had to do it. And then... 
one of those businesses succeeded. I started a YouTube channel that succeeded. And it eventually became a point where I just, I had to make the decision. Do I really want to go part-time or do, do, do I want to leave completely? And I decided, you know, at least for now, yeah. I might as well just give it a go. Let's try and do this full-time entrepreneur thing and just see what happens. And here we are. Amazing. And when you chose medicine, was that fully your choice or there was an influence from people around you? So it's a bit of both. It was fully my choice in that no one told me I had to apply to medicine. But at the same time, you know, my mum's a doctor, all of our friends are doctors, all of our friends' parents are doctors. When you grow up in an environment where the only people you ever see are doctors, 100%. you just kind of think that's the only reasonable option. It's like, yeah. you're either a doctor or you're a lawyer or you work at McDonald's. Like that, yeah. that, that was just like, no one said this out loud, but 100%. it was just implicitly, you know, I had friends studying history at university. What the hell do you do with a history degree? Become a history teacher? Yeah. Study maths. What do you do? Become a maths teacher? It's like, that was how little I knew about careers. Yeah. And so when it came to applying to university, I was like, let's see the medicine or computer science. And I thought, hey, medicine seems more interesting. Let's go for medicine. Funny enough, I'm actually coming from an academic family and also uh, have medical as my background, yeah, but nice. I changed in the process oh. just because of like very similar reasons like you with the hospital and everything I knew this is not going to make me happy. Plus, from a very young age, I will just grab the mic. <laughs> so I'm not wondering now I have my podcast. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. So um, now you are a full-time content creator. But what was very interesting is that you mentioned I am an... It's like I am an entrepreneur who creates content. Correct? Yeah. I, I'm not sure how much I vibe with the word entrepreneur just because it has a lot of connotations. But mm. like... You're relying yeah. on it for your living, correct? Yeah. I, I like to think of myself more as a teacher. teacher. I am a teacher who happens to create content and build a business on the side. Amazing. That's like that's the story a, I tell myself anyway. That's a very interesting statement. Yeah. And I think this is, if we are back to uh, what you mentioned earlier, like if I won the lottery, what I will be doing, yep. will this be still teaching? Oh, 100%. Yeah. This is the question I ask myself. Like if I had yeah. 100 million in the bank, what would I do? And the answer is, I would still do YouTube videos. I would still do podcasts. And I'd still come and give talks at places like this. Amazing. So, uh, so you um, speak about productivity and in a very, very interesting angle. Because the whole world says you have like this X amount of hours with energy. And the way you can be more productive is to really best utilize the hours you have hmm. or the energy you have. What you're saying is like, no, we're not playing that game. We can actually, I would say, create energy or cultivate energy will be uh, that's a nice word. phrase cultivate yeah. energy oh that's a good it's a good phrase so you cultivate energy by the positive emotions which i think every single person would really relate to this like when we are excited and passionate we do things and we go far uh, which in normal circumstances we want yeah uh, but i i wonder why nobody really took productivity from that angle so can you really elaborate on this a little bit yeah so um, one of the things that I realized that if I wanted to do YouTube on the side or build a business while also being a doctor, the main thing was that I had to find a way to make it enjoyable for myself. Because when something is not fun, that's when we have to feel like oh, discipline and willpower and grit and all of these like negative sounding words. I'm not very disciplined. I suck at discipline. I was like, okay, I can't rely on discipline here. Um, so what do I do? Like, you know, I don't need discipline to play board games with my friends because it's just fun. I don't need discipline to watch Game of Thrones because it's just fun. But why do I feel like I need discipline to work on my YouTube channel? Could I find a way to make it fun? Yeah. And so initially that was my whole approach. Like, how do I make this thing more enjoyable? 
But since actually I started researching this more, I realized it's not just about fun. It's actually about energy because stuff that's fun is stuff that generates energy and stuff that generates energy is stuff that's fun. But you can also generate energy from things that are not that fun. Like I generated energy from my day job working as a doctor, even though I wouldn't describe it as fun. I would still describe it as energizing. So once I realized that, suddenly every single thing I was doing, I was like, okay, cool. I just need to find a way to make it energizing. Easy. Rather than how do I squeeze more and more of this into my calendar and try and like get my to-do list up to scratch? Literally just how do I make it energizing? Yeah, amazing. It's really an amazing approach. Thank you. Uh, and you share a lot about books on your YouTube channel. If I ask you to give me two or three books that really transformed your life, yep. what would this be? Yeah, easy. So the first one would be The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. That was the book that Favorite took me on the course. path of entrepreneurship. The second one would be Show Your Work by Austin Kleon, which was the book that I, a book I read in 2015 or 2016. And it was the, the book that I read that um, prompted me to make my own website. Because before I was like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there. It's weird. Having your own website is weird. Putting yourself out there on YouTube is weird. And I read this book and I realized, oh my God, it, was, it took me 20 minutes to read. It's a very short book. And that book just destroyed all my objections and made me okay with this idea of like self-promotion, having a website. And so I started my website in 2016. And I think because of that, I became comfortable with the idea of putting myself out there online and then started the YouTube channel. Um, so Show Your Work was a big, um, a big inspiration. And then the third one I would say is Uh, another very small, somewhat niche book called Anything You Want by a chap called Derek Sivers. Now, this is a book about entrepreneurship, but like a different kind of entrepreneurship. The entrepreneurship where you're not just chasing growth for growth's sake. The kind of entrepreneurship where the business that you're building makes money, helps people and lets you have a good life. Yeah, which like is more of a lifestyle. Exactly, like a lifestyle, lifestyle business, business before that yeah. terminology was yeah. became popularized. So, <laughs> right <and> first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically this idea of building a lifestyle business that supports your customers and that supports you and you have, have a great time. And in the last several years of building my business now, there have been moments where I've, I've forgotten this. I've forgotten the optimizing for lifestyle thing and I've decided yeah. to hire loads of people and start to grow and then I become a manager and it's just never yeah. fun. He says you're either a manager or owner. I remember this yeah. very well. So if you run your business as a manager or Exactly. Owner. And I'd much rather be an owner. I'd much rather actually do the thing. So, cause I yeah. enjoy teaching. I enjoy doing the podcasts. I don't want to just delegate everything and become a manager. Screw that. that that's not fun. <laughs> it's not energizing. So those three books are the main ones. Yeah. So I asked people around, if you have one question to ask Ali Abdal, what mm. would this be? And one of the common question uh, was, Um, if you would give advice to change one thing, like give them advice to change one thing that will definitely impact their life or help them move forward, what will this be? Hmm. I think different people need different pieces of advice here. But I think one of the primary ones would be this thing we've already talked about. Mm. Whatever you're struggling with, find a way to make it energizing. Mm. And that advice can work for anyone in any context. There's always something that we can do to make, yeah. even if it's the most boring, dull thing in the world, there's always something we can do to make it more energizing. But I think also something that I found increasingly more helpful is actually doing some level of, you know, having a vision sounds kind of weird to say, but even just thinking, I've, I found it, I find it really helpful to think, what do I want people to say at my funeral? What do I want written on my gravestone? Yeah. And just stuff like long-term planning in that sense helps me realize, hang on, Currently, I'm focusing too much on work and not enough on health and relationships. When I'm at my funeral, I want people to think of me as like a good friend, a good husband, a good father, all this kind of stuff. My yeah. calendar right now does not reflect yeah, those priorities. Yeah, it optimize for relationships. Exactly. So yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I need to <laughs> create rules in my calendar and in my life so that it reminds me to actually take care of relationships. Yeah. And where you are now in life, 
what how would you define success for Ali? I think success for me is where there is no difference between my calendar if I won the lottery versus my calendar right now. And basically right now there's not much difference between the two. There's still a little bit, a few <laughs> things that I would remove if I won the lottery, the things I'm just doing for money. But like 95% of my calendar would stay the same. And to me, that's, that's success. Because it means that we're not concerned about, have. yeah, it means we're not concerned about money itself and actually more concerned about what do we authentically want to do. So Ali, we are out of time. So I will uh, take one last question, which is, do you have a favorite saying or a quote in life yeah. that you live by or you remind yourself frequently with? Yeah, one of my favorites is from the Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson, which is the fantasy fiction series we were just talking mm. about. And there's a phrase there, life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. And I often think of that last bit, journey before destination. That, yeah. You know, it's all about, it's all about the journey. 100%. It's um, really profound. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Thanks. Good stuff. That was fun. I also want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in till the end. Hope you found this interview useful. I would really love to hear from you. What do you think you need to know to achieve what you want? What kind of stories you would like to hear? Who you would like me to interview? And if you have friends who you think will find this interesting or helpful, let them know. It's always good to pause and reflect and analyze what we've been conditioned to believe is possible and not possible. For now, goodbye till the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to this show if you are inspired to be part of this community and this journey. I would also appreciate if you can review the podcast. This will help me understand what type of content you are enjoying and find useful so I can create more of. Bye till the next episode.